Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Pat Magley, here with Heroes Count in Mishawaka, South Bend, Indiana, and I'm going to continue to extend these podcasts on the topic of prayer, fasting and prayer, all the things that go with that, uh, the intentionality of that, the emphasis on that. That's one thing I'm going to talk about today is emphasis. I got some notes that I wrote down early this morning that, that God gave me a download. This is specifically from me. One thing is that love is infectious, but it's a fruit, not a virus. Love gives life, but a virus will try and take it away. Life without love is the number one virus in the world today. Life without love is a virus. The virus of like can only be halted by love, and the serum of love is encased in the blood of Christ. I know that's a lot to get your mind around, so rewind, rewind that and think about it. We gotta go deeper in our expectation of God. We gotta go d deeper in our faith. And hunger is not just a possibility, but it also is a must. Hunger is a must. We gotta, we gotta start getting hungry for these things. And you know, I, I don't think that the name of Jesus and I don't think the Holy Spirit, I don't think the Word of God, the Bible, is the most powerful thing in the world. I think belief about it is. And we kind of sort of believe, which is kind of sort of don't believe. So then what we do is we leave the Bible with another yet book to be read or written. And we have Jesus, but we have co-redeemers. And I talked about it last week and the structure's coming down. Not one stone will be on, left on top of another about uh, politics, education, uh, and religion. Now, Jesus is the name above all names. At the mention of that name, everything is going to crumble. And it seems to me like we're putting our armor on now for Armageddon. And the Armageddon seems before it starts taking place out in the physical realm. Right now it's on the internal realm, especially in the mind and in the emotional life. Because people are afraid and don't know what to do. And they don't know how to get to prayer, but they do know how to go to church. And when the church is not built on prayer, the church is called to be the pillar and ground of truth. If it seems like I got an attitude or a little bit irritated, I am. And it's uh, the greatest blessing in my life because I think that we could get this over to another generation and begin to please God and bring honor back to the name of God, that we could bring the zeal of God back into his house for his word, for his way, and for fasting and prayer. And a lot of people that are incarcerated, and not just behind prison walls, but in some type of alternative exile, that they'd be able to get set free. And it's on our watch that this is happening. And, and uh, about 66 years old, I'm halfway home. So I wanted to become more fervent about this and get this in particularly over into young people's life. Everybody going around strapped, but they don't know how to pray. That's why you strapped. That's why you strapped. That's why you carry a pistol. If you would learn about the power, the dunamis, that's in fasting and prayer, and what comes out and how God will make you pass smart, he'll make you wise, and he'll give you revelation on where to go, where not to go, what to stay away from, Brave men choose. You brave today? Can you walk away from your friends? And Jesus said that he's a friend of the sinner and become friends with Jesus and go back and tell your friends about Jesus and see if they were really your friends. Are you bold enough to do that? Are you brave enough to do that? Fasting increases personal death so he can live through you. He can live through you. Do my, my personal death is very important. Not physical death, spiritual death to living by the flesh. I don't want to live by the flesh. I want to live by the spirit. And it's real important that, that we do that. It seems like the pandemic of coronavirus 
has people focused on death, but we are not changing how we live, and there is no life in living without Christ. It's only existence. It's only existence. If you are, if you are not in Christ, if you're not currently functioning member of body of Christ, the Bible said not to backslide. The Bible said don't drift away. He said if you draw back, it'll have no pleasure in your soul. This is the only life we're called to live as Christians. And I'm watching all the Christian ministers talking about Barack Obama. What a bum job he did. Are you kidding me? Everybody before him did a bum job. And what a great job Donald Trump is doing. Why are we stuck up in that ministers? Why are we not emphasizing the prayer closet? I want to get, I want to get a real read on this. I want to step on everybody's toes that got on boots. Because a lot of times, boots, man, you're stepping in some stuff you probably could avoid. This is not a political game. Whomsoever will, let them call on the name of the Lord. This things that every president now is inheriting has been jacked up for 200 years. And it's getting more jacked up and we're putting too much pressure on them. And we're not calling on the name of the Lord for some help. I'm not putting those men down. I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. The Bible said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. I'll fix the racial problem. I'll fix the problem with homosexuality. I'll fix the sin culture problem. He brought me out. He brought me out to lean on the everlasting arm of the Lord. Love God, accept Christ, fast and pray. Emphasize what gives life. And you'll see it exploding everywhere. The epicenter of love is in the believer and the highest intensity of his vibration is in the prayer room. When we go and we fast and we pray and we forego life and the things that look like sustain us, we'll find out those, are, those things are just junk mail. They're junk food. They will not sustain you in a time where we are headed. They are not sustaining most of the church right now. They're going to church. They're bluffing. And I pray, hear me, I'm saying as a function, as a minister today of God's gospel, I believe the word of the Lord is in my heart. And I don't want to be accusatory or judgmental or critical. I'm saying everything in sports, in music. Uh, Wynton Marcellus, great jazz musician, he said what people are playing jazz today that they need a trip to the woodshed for. A lot of the same things are true about sports, in movies, a lot of things are just knockoff because people don't know how to wait, they don't know how to be patient, and they don't know how to glorify God with their gifting. I look at the great athletes we have today, and athletically they are greater than maybe ever, but do they really know how to play the game, and do they really know how to win, and would they do it for free? I don't know. Do you love it? I want to say this. This is what God told me. Blessed are the merciful. Mercy is quipped with the intensity of compassion. Manifest with the expression of philanthropy. It's really important that we get our monies out there. Give and it will be given back to you. We are the government. We are the stimulus package. The body of Christ. We 
pay our tithes and our offerings. And God will open the windows of heaven over the ministry that there'll be meat in the Father's house to be hospitable, to be benevolent, the way we ought to be doing in the kingdom of God and enlarging its proximity and its diameter to include everybody that doesn't fit anywhere in America. And I'm telling you, most people don't fit here. And by the time that you compromise to where you fit and you part of something, let me tell you, they're going to change the rules on that and you ain't going to fit sooner or later. And it's not good and it's not healthy. Today, the Lord told me this afternoon in prayer, is a day of first things first. It's a, it's a simple thing. It's a day of first things first. And I want to say fast first, pray first, enter into the closet, study the word, get a fresh anointing from God every day that they were commanded to pick up manna on the ground and only get enough for that day. By tomorrow, it would be maggots. And they had to go again and go again. And Jesus went and so did the disciples most of the time, very early in the morning. I find something in the early morning before everybody gets busy, before the atmosphere gets charged with fear and negativity and unbelief. There's something in the early morning, and I've been doing it for almost 20 years. And a lot of it was been by myself. And now i got a few people that pray with me. And it's such a blessing. And they've discovered what I've discovered about the fourth watch. I listened to this rapper from California. His name is Seven, S-E-V-I-N. I recommend his material. It's good. And he said, inside of me is the rivalry. Oh, boy, isn't that true? Paul said, the thing I don't want to do, I, I, I keep doing. And the thing I'd like to do, I, I can't start doing. He said, what was me? He said, I'm betwixt myself. He said, and this is what I wrote down concerning that. Inside of me is the rivalry. So we are the prison guard and the prisoner of our own lives based on who we're going to sow to. The flesh, of which will keep us incarcerated, or the spirit, which will lead us to freedom. Anytime you're in prayer, anytime you got some skin in the game, four hours, five hours, six hours a day, you ain't finna talking about go out boning, go out getting loaded, go out getting high, go out and cheating somebody out of something just to get your noise off. It, that ain't where your mind is going to be at. That's not where your heart is going to be at. Last week I talked about, and maybe I didn't, the sin of omission. Maybe the sin of omission is giving you a, a headlong stream for the sin of commission. Maybe it's giving us some energy. If, if, if we omit to take care of the poor and the widow and those that are coming out of prison, trapped in some type of, like I said earlier, some type of exile. Or when people are like that, you know, they need some help. They need some assistance. And most of them have, have been helped enough to know that that ain't the type of help they need. They need help from a, a man with a broken heart, a woman with a broken heart a young adult with a broken heart, a teenager with a broken heart that will forego their pleasure and their amusement and they'll go and pray on behalf of those that are trapped somewhere, maybe in witchcraft, maybe in the occult. We got a lot of different things going on in this world right now and the enemy knows his time is short and so he is going about, oh, seeking who he could devour like a roaring lion. And if we're doing what we should be doing, the devil will, have the, will not have the influence that we're blaming on him. We blame everything on the devil. Let's look at our own time frames. Let's look at how many hours in a day, how many hours we're in prayer, how many times we're fasting in the course of a month, a week. I keep a journal. I try to keep an eye on myself because I know the devil is. I know God is. He never sleeps and never slumbers. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's all everywhere. He's, he's everywhere at the same time. I ain't got to worry about what he's doing. But right behind my back, something I don't see, I need the spirit of discernment to alert 
alert me. I need the spirit of revelation to awaken me. I need the spirit of insight to help me with my family and the family at Heroes Camp. But all these children that are under my tutelage and under my care are these runes. And it's a heavyweight job. And when you go to prayer, the weight of your anointing increases so you have the ability. Man, our abilities without end. He's a world without end. And we're walking around short-stroking because we won't give up what it takes to get it, which is time. And it's the type of time that we need to give, which is quality time. Whoa, I wish I could be passionate. Listen to me. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. There's nine fruits of the Spirit. Accompanies our warfare accompanied by a name above all names, coupled with fasting and prayer. We got air raids and the body of Christ as foot soldiers. We have apostles and prophets and pastors, teachers and evangelists. Come on, man, we can go on and win this war. We can go on and win it. We can reverse some of these curses and we can awaken our children, even in the womb, even in the womb. Mary's baby was kicking the womb. While John was in the womb and Jesus went in the womb and Elizabeth was having a baby and Mary, her sister, was having a baby, they, they touched base then. This life is spiritual. Emphasis means to a specific stress laid upon or importance attached to anything. Something that is given great stress or importance. It's an intensity. It's a, a force of expression. It's an attention, a priority, a significance, an accent, or a highlight. Hang with me for a minute. And now I want to talk about birth pangs. P-A-N-G-S. Sudden feeling of mental, emotional distress or longing. Sudden brief, sharp pain or physical sensation. Agony, anguish, distress, or misery. When you come out of praying six, seven hours, five hours, four hours, two hours, just extend wherever you're at. If you're playing a half hour, pray an hour. If you're praying 15 minutes, you got to start somewhere. I didn't start. I didn't start. But a doc did me a favor. When I was still working my job, he said, don't ever leave your home if you're a man of God without praying in tongues for an hour. I didn't need to hear that twice because I'm a winner. I want to win. And he won the victory for me. All I got to do is walk it out the way that he wrote it. And, and John in chapter 16, and we're talking about the emphasis, which is prayer and pangs. The, sometimes, sometimes I rode around on Sunday. I cried an hour before I went to church. Uh, I'm upset individual. Can you understand I'm upset? I'm not, this ain't no act. I feel like this. Sometimes I'm laughing, but I tell the kids at Heroes Camp, you see me laughing, be happy for me. Because most of the time I don't feel like that. I'm burping something. I'm trying to burp. I've read about revivalists. I've asked God, God, make me a revivalist. I've read about other people, you know, 1,600, 1,700, 1,800. He's not a respecter of persons. I'm dumb enough to believe that he would use me. I'm smart enough to believe that he's using you. That's why we're having this podcast. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I'll see you again. And then you will rejoice. No one can rob you of that joy. Sometimes it don't take long, only 10 years. I've been praying for 30, and now people that parents weren't there are now principals. They're security guards in Cook County Jail. they NBA basketball coaches. They are people that are working in school systems and people that are in five or six different kids came out of Heroes Camp at early time and now they're full-time ministers. I'm not taking no credit for none of that. 
But I did say I pray, and I ask God, and God gets all the glory out of my life and out of this ministry. I also want to talk about the deception that's going on today, and we'll use that word charade as I close. And let me go over to 2 Timothy in chapter 3 and verse 4. The word charade is a blatant pretense or deception, full of pretense. They're in every level of life. They're in ministry. They're in sports. They're in politics. There's no fear of the Lord. We, we, we do anything that we want to do. We fall away, and then we get restored, and then we fall away. I, I don't want to do with that with my life. If there's, he, The Bible says he gives grace to the humble, and I know I can't go without prayer. I would be too devious in the natural to try to go without prayer. And so I'm trying to, the Bible said, to save yourself from this untoward generation. To uh, be a charade is to a blatant pretense or deception, and it's full of pretense. Deception, disguise, it's a pantomime. Oh, we got a lot of people saying the right stuff, but they just miming. I'm, not, I'm looking for the fruit. I'm not looking for the mime. I'm not looking for the game. I'm not looking for the video. I'm not looking for the show. I'm looking for the fruit of the Spirit so I could join myself with people of the, the Bible calls light, precious faith. The body of Christ needs to have the slack jerked out of its rope. When you're towing something, you could rip the bumper off if you got too much. When they go to pull, and they could rip the bumper right off. And we need to take the slack out of our rope as we're tailgating the Lord Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. And wherever he leads, we need to be, take off the brakes, give him the realm of the steering wheel, and let him lead us and let us, and let us follow him closely and understand. And the closer we'll follow, the quicker we'll understand and get his perspective on the why of the what. Why you want that? Don't ask that. Don't ask why. Just look, look at what you're getting. We're going to get some victory. Souls are going to come in. We need to build neighborhoods for, for our young adults. We've showed them how to have sex by just putting it out there. They don't know how to work. Huh? They don't know how to work. They don't know how to do nothing. Because America ran off the American dream and it left their seed to go to seed. And it had children, but they don't know how to be parents. And they might have even came home from that, a second generation of that. It's not just uh, people in the hood. It's all over the place, all over the world. I pray that I'm wrong. Don't hate me. I, I just want to broadcast the news. I'm not talking about what's going on in the world. I'm talking about the good news. It's the antidote to what's going on in the world. In 2 Timothy 3, 4, it says, they will be unloving. These kind of people, they're unloving. Now, you listen, if they're a charade, that means they're not always going to be unloving. I've been the recipient of a lot of that. And yes, it is hurtful, but I'll tell you what, it'll show you what you believe because you can quit anytime you want to quit. He'll send some more grace. He'll send some people to, to encourage you. But if you got a reason to want to quit, you're going to quit. Athletes do. Politicians do. Huh? Uh, yeah, a lot of people quit. I'm not fitting to quit. Him that endures to the end will be saved. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They'll act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. I'm going to tell you something, and then I'm getting out of here. I don't believe there's a man that's qualified to be a president today without the nation praying for them. 
no matter what his political structure is, no matter what the House says about him, the job of America is too big for a natural man. That doesn't disqualify President Trump. That deploys the body of Christ to pray for that man, to pray for the House. The way that we treated and said bad things about Barack Obama and about every president, we all need to repent. And not repent for what was said, but repent because we omitted some things. We weren't praying. And pray that the, the fear of the Lord, not pray our political persuasion or what we think is right. Pray what you know is right, God. Pray what you know is right, God. And I'm not being a hater on the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or any a private party, uh, you know, birthing itself right now. I'm not talking about that. The problems that we have were brought on by that we stepped away from our creator. And the enemy has been influencing us ever since. Now, let me say, the answers to our problems are to step back to the Creator. We got more problems than the White House can solve, than the State House can solve. I've met some politicians that are upright people, but I'm saying it's bigger than their ability because it involves the will of devious men. And I'm not talking about those that are in politics. I'm talking about across the board. I don't want to be devious, but I know if I'm not in a place of prayer on my watch doing what I should be doing, I would be afraid what I might turn into. Let me challenge you today. Please hear my heart out of love. But it is a challenge to be where you ought to be when you ought to be there and be all up in there doing what you ought to be doing and wake up again and do it tomorrow and call it a breakthrough. This is Pat Magley signing off for Heroes Camp. If I step on your toes, go get a foot massage or go to the prayer room because next week I'm going to do it again. Thank you.